0: Thank you for listening to the Pure Purpose Podcast. I'm Bobby Jones. And I'm Beth Hobbs. The only podcast where you get the tools that you need to become your true, authentic self and walk out your destiny. Beth, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. i got family in town, and I am enjoying their presence. You're enjoying their presence. It's a beautiful thing to Me be with you. Me and you are kind of like the same. We don't see our family a lot. Yeah. Because they live in other places. Yep. Far away. And we're kind of on mission, mm-hmm. yep, so to speak. And so it's nice when we see them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to my hometown first week of January. Hey, come on. I don't know. Actually, by the time they're hearing this, it probably will be past. Mm-hmm. Um, but super excited for that. And I don't ever make it back much, but it's good when I do. Yeah. It's good when I do a lot has just changed since um, I've been back. And yeah. it's just good. So... Holiday seasons are upon us, indeed. it's pretty exciting. I'm enjoying the rest right now, yeah, it's been great um and today we're gonna we're gonna get real, yes, we're gonna get real today, as I said in one of our last episodes, it's one of those situations where we couldn't be and say who we are if we didn't do this, yeah, and honestly, like I'll be honest with you, I've been a little bit hesitant to do this, but I'm not anymore. Why not? Because it's it needs to be said. Mm. It needs to be said, and I can't I can't go along anymore mm-hmm. in just giving people things. Right. If I don't tell them the source of where I get my things from, yeah. And so today, I'm going to share a little bit about this guy that they call Jesus with you. I'm going to share about my testimony and how this all came to happen, and of so it was by accident, but nothing's ever really by accident. This was a divine encounter. And, you know, I just, I'm in a place where I really think that this needs to be said And you know, in a world full of, of lies. We live in a world full of lies that people want to try to, you know, say this and that. And, and I just really, I can't, I can't continue that dialogue without saying the truth. And without sharing the truth about Jesus. And, you know, I remember I was in a lot of your guys' positions at one point in time. Beth, you were too. Yep. There was a time where I would reach out to people how do you do this? How do you do that? And I didn't know I was lost. And sure, the alcohol was a problem, but I was lost more than anything. Yeah. I didn't know my way. I didn't have purpose in life. I didn't feel good about life. Mm-hmm. It was doom and gloom and hopelessness all the way around. Mm-hmm. Until I met Jesus. Hmm. Until one day in February of 2012, on the west side of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I had an encounter with the living, breathing God. And this became a big, big thing in my life. And I didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, I had no clue what it was, but I said, whatever this is, hmm. not only do I need it, Mm. but I want it. Mm. And I told whoever that was at the time, I now know it was Jesus and God mm. was getting my attention through him. Yeah. I said, if you can do anything with my life, I don't think you yeah. can, mm. but if you can do anything with my life, I'll go wherever you want me to go mm. and I'll do whatever you want me to do. Wow. And I look back and that started a journey for me, but actually the journey started about nine months prior. Yeah. It was April of 2011 It was about 5 a.m. I had a case of beer because I left the bar early. I was drinking in an apartment that I was living in with another guy I used to work with, and his cousin was crashing on our couch. Mm. I heard a voice say, you don't have to live like this anymore. Wow. And I had no clue what it was. Mm. But it was the first time that I felt like my eyes were open and that I looked at it and I said, I have a drinking problem. And I immediately set my bear down. I started crying. The guy on the couch was like, Bobby, what's going on? I called a friend. They came out. They're like, I've never seen him like this before. I called my mom. She had to talk me down a little bit. I went and passed out. Woke up the next day. She called me again. Do you remember last night? I said, Yeah, I do. And she's like, Do you still feel the same way? I said, Yeah, mom, I do. I need help. Week and a half later, I was in treatment. Keystone Treatment Center for the first time, May 1st, 2011. And I went to treatment really trying to turn the leaf, really trying to say, you know what? I've been doing this for so long. I'm tired of it. I don't want this anymore. I didn't have a concept of Jesus then. I didn't know anything, but I'll never forget my first two days in treatment. I don't know if I shared this story before, (laughs) but I was in a hallway in the detox um, area. And there was uh, two ladies at the end of the hall and I was at the completely other end of the hall. I don't know how long it was. And I saw them and we passed about midway point and they said hi. And then there was a, a black lady who turned back around and she goes, hey, get back here. I said, okay. And she walks up to me and she like sizes me up as if she's looking me up and down. And without hesitation, she looks at me, points her finger, and she says, "There's greatness inside of you." Mm. And I said, "What?" See, there's greatness inside of you. I didn't say anything back to her. I think I just said thank you. But as I went on, I said, "Does she know where I'm at?" Like I'm not a worker here. I'm in treatment, and it was the first time I think I've said this before on here. I'm not sure, but it was the first time that I that someone else saw something in me that wasn't negative. Mm. And that, I couldn't shake. Fast forward, 30 days later, I come out of treatment, right? I'm trying to live life, <laughs> trying to stay sober. It wasn't easy at all. I was living with my sister and a boyfriend. I didn't have any money. I had a job that I hated. Hmm. But I picked up some things that I had to do to stay out of trouble. And one of the things was beat making. Hmm. But about six months later, I was six months sober. I met a girl who called herself a Christian, and she would come and hang out, and then she would leave, and then she would leave like um, Christian rap with me. And she would say she forgot it, but I know what she really was doing. (laughs) So that was pretty interesting within itself. (laughs) Fast forward three months later, I'm late to work. I have a stack of CDs because she keeps leaving them. (laughs) I was late to work. I had no music in my car. And I needed music. Hmm. That's how I lived life back then. I I really, music spoke to me in different ways. It still kind of does, but not like it used to. I grabbed a CD. I said, I'll go listen to this. If nothing else, I'll get some amazing ideas for music. Put it in. I'm flipping through. Hear a couple different beats. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then I flipped through a song by a guy named Lecrae called Indwelling Sin. Hmm. And immediately it had my attention because there was these two Like, it it was a duality to it. It was him, but it was another him, sin and righteousness. But immediately it had my attention because he was walking up in it, and he was being tempted to do things, drugs, alcohol, prostitution, all the above. Gets in there to the gas station is where he's going to. The clerk even tries selling him some stuff. He says no, and then he says temptation. And the song goes on, and he's back and forth with himself the whole song, and Sin self, righteous self, sin self. And I could relate to that because I was like, well, I want to do good, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Because this one life, the lie of the life that I was living had such a strong hold on me. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. Stronghold's a thing in in the Christian world. But it had such a strong hold on me, I didn't know how to get out of it. I had no clue how to get out of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those situations where I was just like, man, this is, this is kind of crazy, um, but I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And then there was a line, and this line changed my life. His sin comes to him, says, come on, man, you know you miss them old days. And he comes back and says, yeah, you're right, possibly. But after that, I sober up, thinking of Jesus holding the up, skin up on the cross on them drunken nights I'm throwing up. And that line wrecked me. I'm like, what is that? And I ran it back. And I heard it again. And then I was pulling up to work, and I went in for the rest of the day. I couldn't get a picture out of my head. And it was this. I didn't tell anybody. It was me puking into a toilet and Jesus on the cross next to me. And it messed me up. The next day, I was off work. I didn't even tell the girl that I was dating at the time who kind of had... God had used to orchestrate this. So I didn't say anything. I got up the next morning. I was home alone. I said, I got to find out who this Lecrae guy is. <laughs> and so I start researching him. Heard that song, a few other songs. And then it was about an hour in. And I heard one more song. And immediately I was moved. And I said, I don't know who you are. I don't even know what you do. I just know that Jesus died upon the cross for my sins come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And that changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, my heart was ready. And I didn't even know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I gave my life to him. Immediately, I felt so much just weight lift off of me. And I started crying. And I called the girl. I was like, I think I just gave my life to Jesus. (laughs) And that started a journey for me. And here we are. It's almost 10 years later from that moment. Coming up later in a couple months, be 10 years, seven years. There's more of a testimony with this, but you know, I, I struggled to live it for a couple years. I was really just trying to get uh, to a good place. I fell back into the alcohol in 2013. Mm-hmm. That went on for a year and a half, finally, January 2nd, 2015, with me knowing Jesus. I went back to treatment. I surrendered to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't live like this anymore. We have to do this your way. My way always gets me here. Yeah. And that's the day that I've realized that my way is not great Mm. at all. And it was time for Bobby Jones to get out of the way Mm. and let Jesus show up Mm. in my life. Because to that point, what I had been doing didn't work. Yeah. And the other question that I asked myself, what do I have to lose? I can always go back to the other thing. From Mm -hmm. everything I hear about this life, I have everything to gain. Mm -hmm. And I said, why not? I've done everything else. Yeah. I haven't tried this. Mm -hmm rest is history. Yeah. Seven years ago, almost now, actually, January 2nd will be seven years. It's coming up. That's crazy. January 2nd will be seven years, and I haven't picked up a, a drink of alcohol. But more importantly, God has got a hold of my life now. And, of course, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Still in process with some things, but my life looks different. And leave it to God to take nothing and turn it into something mm. and use literally— remains right of an old life yeah. to resurrect anew. Mm-hmm. And that's what the real answer is, viewers. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ will change your life. He will change your life. He changed my life. He changed Beth's life. life. Countless other people. He's changed because when he gets involved in it, he's the only one that can bring death to life. Cause he did it. Mm-hmm. He came on this earth for 33 and a half years, he lived as a man amongst men, but also half God, and he ended up not sinning one time, right? Died a death that we absolutely deserved mm-hmm. because we are wicked, <laughs> yeah. but he said, I'll take the atonement upon myself. I will take the whole punishment so that mankind can be saved. He died a death. Three days later, he rose from the dead, and that started the relationship with mankind and God through the vindication of his blood. And that's the game changer. That's why I'm able to do everything that I do. I'm not capable of doing it by myself. I'm not going to even sit here and begin to tell you that I am. The wisdom that I have comes from the man above, Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. There's no other way. There's no other way around it. The true answer is I would be out of a job if everyone knew Jesus, (laughs) because I wouldn't be needed, along with countless other people, mental health organizations, counselors, therapists, whatever you want to say, I would be out of, Beth, me and you both would be out of a job if everyone knew the Jesus that we know. Bobby, what was the biggest difference that you decided to try that amongst everything else? Here's the thing that I couldn't shake. I couldn't explain it, and nor could I wrap my head around it, and this is what was a game changer for me. The unconditional love that I received, that I have never, ever received from any human person because it's not possible to receive it from them, right? And the love with everything that I had been through, everything that I had done, and still was giving a chance to sit at the table that I could place all my eggs in that basket because I've never experienced anything like that. Not even from my own family. We can't, they don't, they're not capable of it. Just like I'm not capable of giving them, I can love like he does, but it will never be like his love. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I couldn't shake. I couldn't shake the fact that I was so disgusted with myself, but Jesus was saying, Hey, I don't care what you've done. I'm not in love with some future version of you. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was buying that day on the cross. You don't have to clean yourself up. Bring yourself to me and I'll do the cleaning. And ladies and gentlemen, he has done the cleaning. And that's what the real answer is. It's truth. It's the truth. Some of you may be listening to this big old oh, Bobby's full of it. That's fine. You can think that. But there's one thing you can't take from me and that's my story. You can take everything else you want from me, but one thing you can't take is my story. It happened to me. This is my experience, and this is what I experienced. And I'm here to tell you that you can experience it too because at some point in time, you'll get to the end of yourself, and there will be nothing left. So let me save you some time (laughs) to tell you, don't wait till you get to the end of yourself. I'm going to give you something practical with this. Bobby, how do I even begin to seek him, this Jesus you talk about? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go get a Bible, okay? Any Bible, translations or whatever, go get a Bible. NIV would be good. NLT would be good from the beginning. Whatever you want, it's on your phone, and I want you to start. I want you to start in Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want you to start in the four Gospels because you got to understand who he is, what he came to do, and why he came to do it. Okay, But before you start reading that, I want to say, God, if you're real, I want you to show me as I read this. He will meet you halfway. He'll meet you in that. He'll meet you in that. So that's what I want you If you want to seek this guy, this Jesus guy out, that's what you should do. Beth, do you have anything to add to that? I want to ask you. To clarify, what was the difference? How did you feel different? How did you start behaving differently before Jesus and after Jesus? And what did that look like for you? So for me, the biggest things that I saw the differences, the things that I used to desire, Mm -hmm. I no longer desire anymore. So I'm just going to be transparent about my story. There was a time where I tried to get with every single girl Mm -hmm. that I could. After I got saved and gave my life to them, that wasn't appealing anymore. <laughs> Didn't say that there weren't desires there. I'm not gonna sit here and lie about that. But what I am gonna say is it felt more wrong doing that than it did before. And that's what I could shake. And so it was just the things that I noticed my best way to put it is my want-to changed. Huh. What I wanted to do before wasn't the same as what I wanted to do after. <laughs> And it changed for me. I didn't want to go to the bar anymore, right? I didn't want to go lay up with a bunch of girls anymore. That's how I knew. That's all. That's all I knew. You know. Here's the thing. I I got to be honest. I I, I'm gonna protect names, but when I was a there was a lot of things I didn't know, and I'm just gonna share this. When I was a freshman in high school, someone very close to me gave me a box of condoms, a bag of condoms, and said, "I don't want you doing this, but if you're gonna do it, be safe." Mm That's what my education was in that area. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know any better. And so I'm not, you know, and there was a time where I wouldn't share that story because I was, I was shameful with it. But I, I'm not. It wasn't my fault, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, different things like that. So that's all I knew. So when I got saved, my want to, it changed. a lot. I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't uh, want to go to the bars. I didn't, there's a lot of things I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stay in a cycle of mess. Yeah. I wanted to come out of something, and I wanted to do something new. Right. My biggest want to that change, I wanted to see myself in a good light, because mm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was tired of beating my head up against the wall, shaming myself, treating myself like crap. I wanted to see myself differently. And I saw other people that were doing that. That that it was possible for them, so I knew it was possible for me. Hmm. If it's been done once, it can be done again. Come on. Yeah. And you've done it, so I've done it. Listeners, it can be done again. It can be done again. This is the power of testimony, is that it can be done again. Absolutely. Over and over, time and time again. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I'm at. I'm at and, and here's the deal. Let me I don't know if I've said this before, but like I went through some hard things. Beat prior to meeting Jesus. I mean, I mean, whoo, he was it was rough. But then when I met him, I went through harder things these last ten years, seven seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. But that's what I, I got through it. Yeah. Because I know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through some hard things and I'm like, whoa, this is this is crazy. And if it wasn't for him, they would have destroyed me. Mm-hmm. They would have absolutely destroyed me. Mm-hmm. That's what grace does. That's what mercy is, right? That's what the blood vindicates. And again, it's not a perfect thing. Let me let me just debunk that real quick. Mm-hmm. This is not something that you have to do. The only thing you have to do is open your heart to it, right? There's a lot of different theology out there, and I'm not here to argue theology. I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day, theology doesn't matter when it comes down to what God just wants to do and that he wants right. to love us all. Yeah. So we can talk about theology all day long. And I'll argue theology with the best of them. There's, that's that's one of the things that I got in my tri- bag of tricks. I've studied a lot of it. And I can argue <laughs> with the best of them. And I do. But I don't like arguing necessarily as much as I do having a conversation. But I'm not going to argue theology. What I am going to say is there's one thing that is that I know to be true. And that's that God loves us all. And he wants everything to do with us from mm-hmm. the littlest detail to the biggest. Mm-hmm. And so that's what changed my life in it. And that's the real answer. Mm. That's the real answer. Right. And if he did it for me, and Beth, if he did it for you, he can do it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good word. So, Bobby, how do you do all this? The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. That's, I, couldn't, I wouldn't do it without him. There's no way I could. I would ruin it. Because I ruin things by myself. Mm. But when he's involved in it, yeah. I don't ruin anything. Mm-hmm. Because it's not for mine to do. Mm-hmm. It's for his to do. I'm just willing to do it. Now, I will tell you, I didn't know what I was signing up for. <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying yes to. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. Mm. That's my testimony. We love you. More importantly, he loves you. Yeah, He wants everything to do with you seek him out. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels in the New Testament. Before you read it, ask him, God, if you're real. Because some of you need to wrestle with if he's real or not. I hear it all the time. Well, God's not real, and he's a figment of your imagination. Sorry, it's not the case. I can't explain what happened to me. If you were asked me to write a 10-page paper, I couldn't do it because it's supernatural. It's supernatural. But He wants everything to do with you. And you can have access to him just like I did. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done. We live in a world where we want to cancel people. We want to wipe them off the face of the earth if they make a mistake. Well, sorry, God and Jesus, he's counter culture. He doesn't do that. Matter of fact, some of the most heinous people in the history of our civilization, He used in the biggest ways. Why? Because it's upside down. He takes the least that people would expect, and he makes the most out of what his glory is and how it manifests. So we can talk about that all day long. He's not cancel. He doesn't cancel you after one mistake. Whatever you've heard, that's a lie. I'm sorry. It's not true. And I will stand behind that all day long. He wants everything to do with you. He loves you, okay? He's not mad at you. He just wants to be with you. That's all I got for you. See you next time. Again, we love being here with you. We love you listening and tuning in. We want to hear from you. So we have an email, purposepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know where you're listening from and just if you have any questions, we may even turn them into episode content. We just love you. We're with you. We want you to know that there's so much gold inside of you. There's so much greatness inside of you. And it's all going to come out. And we're here for you. That's all I got for you. See you next time. Peace be with you.